0: Welcome to Full Coverage, a podcast by Beauty Addicts for Beauty Addicts. Today, I am your host, unprofessional beauty junkie, Lindsay Kelk. And welcome to our very first festive mini-sode, Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, We have been meeting so many awesome people and having so many great chats lately that we had more interviews than we could possibly fit into the show. So what we thought would be fun would be to save them up for over the holidays when everyone's traveling when everyone's a little bit stressed out and maybe they need just a special half an hour in a quiet place to decompress with the old podcast so that's what this is today in our very first special minisode you're going to hear me chatting with Nikki Levy now Nikki is the founder of Alchemy 43 which is a new chain of beauty bars out here in L.A. And um, as Nikki will explain, currently planning world domination. Uh, And they're an interesting concept. So the idea behind Alchemy 43, and Nikki will explain this far better than I will, but just to let you know what you're getting yourself into. um, It is a chain of beauty bars um, that specializes in what they call micro treatments. It's injectables, basically, and um, aesthetic treatments. So Botox, filler, um they do micro penning and a couple of other things um so yeah nikki basically wanted to take the idea of treatments and make them more accessible and make them feel like more of a luxe treat for women rather than a um dire doctor's office visit now you're going to hear her talk all about that and then afterwards i'm going to tell you about what happened when i went into alchemy 43 to try it out for myself here you go enjoy So we're very excited on full coverage today. We have a guest. We always enjoy having a guest, especially when it's someone who knows as much about their thing as you do. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, We have Nikki Levy from Alchemy 43. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, we're very pleased to have you. Um, So one of the questions we get asked time and time again from our listeners is about injectables. Yes. Injectables, injectables, injectables. Everyone wants to know. Everyone has an opinion. Yes. So we are here to talk to you about that because of Alchemy 43, yeah. your business. So yes. for people who don't know what that is, could you explain a little bit about it?
1: Sure. So Alchemy 43 is an aesthetics bar that specializes in cosmetic micro-treatments. Um, we loosely have kind of coined the phrase that we're the dry bar of cosmetic injectables, um, but not in the way that is, you know, sort of in in and out accessibility and convenience only. We're very service-driven and special, specialized in one thing and truly have made an art and a category around the art and the and the science of cosmetic injectables. So we do hyper specialize in one thing and we um, are the experts.
0: Okay, fantastic. And how did you get here? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey?
1: Sure, absolutely. So I actually grew up in the beauty business. So started working in cosmetics and skincare, actually in college as a part-time job, just, you know, always loved makeup, always loved beauty, have very early memories of, you know, um, you know, helping my mom get ready for Saturday night date nights with my dad. And, you know, she had this Elizabeth Arden eyeshadow palette that I used (laughs) to, I used to covet because it had these bright, crazy colors from the 1980s in it. And, um, and so I, you know, I've loved makeup and beauty for as long as I can remember. And, um, so when I was in college, I, you know, wanted to make some extra cash and was doing this on the side, um, or, you know, got into the beauty business on the side. And, um, and sort of that, that sort of turned into, you know, the, the career that I did that I, you know, sort of got into after college and really the early part of my twenties. And I fell in love with the industry and, you know, almost despite, um, despite myself because I kind of thought that it was always going to be it was too fun and too not too not serious (laughs) of a job like I thought you know you know making people pretty and painting lipstick and you know foundation on people all day wasn't a serious enough job for a college graduate so I kept trying other things and kept like you know interning elsewhere and just kept finding my way back and just realized at the end of the day I should stop fighting it this is really what I love doing and beauty is truly you know where my heart and soul and passion lies so you know why do anything else. Yeah. So um so basically I uh you know, it did that for the early part of my career. And I did a number of things. I worked for big and small companies. I worked for companies like MAC Cosmetics. I worked for Benefit Cosmetics when they were brand new. Um, I did, uh, I piloted a, a, um, the, the personal stylist program for Nordstrom. So it was basically like a personal shopping program for cosmetics and skincare. And um, it was a really cool opportunity. They basically, you know, let me train with every single one of the of the brands that they carry. They sent their, their national trainers out to train me. I had my own studio in their South Coast Plaza location. And I was able to like basically do all the marketing and build the clientele and basically be this expert on all the lines that they offered, um, as opposed to working for one brand at one counter. So did a bunch of things in the industry that were kind of big and small. And then I, um, in 2009, I made the jump into medical aesthetics and I actually became the Botox Juvederm and Latisse rep working for the company that manufactures the product called Allergan, um, for, be- in Beverly Hills. Um, and so that's, that was sort of my, tr- my, you know, sort of. I came over into the industry and I, when I did that, I viewed it as an extension of the beauty industry. I thought it was an extension, you know, these treatments are cosmetic, they're beauty oriented. So really I viewed this as a, you know, as a sort of the next phase of my evolution of my career in beauty. Um, And so that's, that's sort of how I got there. And then, then sort of on my journey and during that time was when really kind of the white space and the idea for Alchemy 43 really occurred for me. Yeah. So.
0: Wow. So yeah. you've seen the industry change hugely.
1: Hugely, absolutely. So what have Since been the main changes
0: you've seen over the last, oh, I guess, ten years now? It's yeah, so quickly. I know it's really crazy <laughs>
1: to think it's been that long. Yeah. I mean, when I first started with Allergan in 2009, um, you know, the the average Botox customer was was you know a, a woman in her in her mid 40s was really kind of like you know who we were seeing on a day to day basis coming in and out of these offices, and it was also a very secretive um, it was secretive treatment. You know, you didn't tell your friends about it. It was very hush hush and it's funny, I was talking to someone about this the other day. If you think about all beauty rituals, everything kind of starts out as very taboo. And, and, and then it goes through this evolution of being sort of like only a certain type of woman gets that done. Um, and I was, you know, for some reason I compare it to like bikini waxes. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, it it wasn't a thing to get a bikini wax. And then all of a sudden some people started to do it. It was kind of like a fringy thing to do, like, and only a certain type of woman did that. And before you knew it, it's like, you're crazy if you don't get a bikini wax. And so I think that that sort of the evolution that we've seen with cosmetic injectables. So when I started in 2009, it was very much like a it was still in its very hush hush phase. It was very, um, you know, a a lot of people did it with, Mm -hmm. with, for sure, with no doubt, but they did not discuss it with their friends. It was not a hot topic of conversation. It was something that people sort of quietly did. You know, they went to their dermatologist and said, Hey, while I'm here, can you give me a little (laughs) poke? You know, and it was very sort of like under the radar, if you will. Um, and since then it's changed completely. I mean, it's really evolved into a very open, very, um, you know, a beauty ritual, like anything else that we do to take care of ourselves. And, you know, I think the audience that it's attracted and the people you know there's 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 a definite awareness that there's a preventative um Element and a preventative benefit to doing these treatments, and um, and so you know I think that that's that that's also a big change that we've seen.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about the younger clientele that are coming to
1: um, aesthetics? Yeah. So I actually think it's a great thing. I mean, I started personally getting Botox when I was 28, okay. and um, you know I truly think that it does have a preventative benefit. Um, basically, what how Botox works, and you know not, not to get too sciency on you, but <laughs> no, um, please do. Yeah. If you, want, if you want, I can put on my nerd hat and get really sciency on you. But basically, the way that it works is it actually works on the muscle underneath the skin that causes the wrinkle and it relaxes the muscle. And essentially, um, um, what it does is it works almost like a, i think of it like a lawnmower mowing grass so when you inject Botox into an area what it does is it actually t- it temporarily cuts the muscle fibers that are um, that are causing the contraction of the of the muscle that cause the skin to wrinkle so essentially what what happens over the next four months when you're enjoying the results is those muscle fibers are growing back they're like blades of grass you're literally just giving them a haircut and then they're growing back so that's you know p- there's so many misconceptions about botox but one of the things that that we know is that when you Continuously don't use that muscle that's causing the contraction that will give you the the wrinkle or the movement in that that area. You're going to get that smoothness, and you're also going to forget to use that muscle. You're going to forget to contract and make that frowny face okay. and that. So that's really the preventative benefit of it. If you start it younger, you're going to have you're going to retain that smoother complexion. You're not going to make that expression that's going to cause the wrinkle, and you'll need less over time because you're not doing those things that are causing the, the contraction. So I you know I, I I think it's great to start early. I think it's great to be um, consistent about it, and I I do truly see over time that you need less um, product when when you're coming more often.
0: Okay, and how do you feel about the more, let's call it the Kylie Jenner effect? Um, Because I feel like we get a lot of questions about that, about people who, because it's still so untested and unproven, we don't know what the long-term effects are, and I think people panic that we see younger girls doing permanent things to themselves mm-hmm. and I think older girls such as myself yes. which you know I have filler I have Botox sure. and up, very happy to talk about it, have yep. talked about it extensively on this podcast um, but I still do do get that slight panic when I see the girls with very overinflated, the doing lips. it very early yeah,
1: yeah. so I, I hear you and I think you know I think that here's what's important about it and you know what I always say you know and what we always talk about as a brand is we want to be the brand that goes there and you know I think whenever you're making alterations to your face whether it's temporary whether it's permanent whether it's semi-permanent, any of those things, you know, you want to be doing it for the right reasons. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, I really believe that beauty is not about vanity. It's about something much deeper. And I think that there's an empowerment that comes from self-care and taking care of yourself. And... I think that we're really lucky and blessed to live in a time where if something bothers us and if something is, you know, something that we'd like to enhance or amplify, we can we're, we can go ahead and do that and, and really have minimal um, health risk associated with that. So, you know, something, you know, the, the clinical nature of, of getting cosmetic injectables done should never be trivialized. It should never be thought of as something that is, you know, like getting a blow dry or getting your nails done. I mean, it is an injection in your face. You want to make sure that you're going to a licensed medical professional, you want to Make sure you're going to a reputable place for these treatments. There's no question about that. Um, but with that in mind, the, the products themselves are extremely benign. They're very. I mean, um, fillers are made of hyaluronic acid, which yes. is which is a product that you probably are very mm-hmm. familiar with. It's in most <laughs> yeah. topical skincare products. It's in it's, every skincare product right now, exactly. and
0: now shampoos as well. Exactly. I've seen it in. Well, so. And most
1: importantly, it's actually something our bodies produce. It's actually something that is naturally occurring within our bodies. So talk about something that is you know completely benign and completely kind of innate to. Our our, you know to our humanity um, it is synthetically derived uh, when when hyaluronic acid and fillers first came out they were they were taken from an animal source and because of you know all of you know not wanting to test on animals and animal cruelty they moved to a synthetic version which is actually more consistent and easier to recreate in a lab setting so it is synthetic but it's literally like water I mean hyaluronic acid is the most benign substance Um, what I also love about it is it's reversible so if you were to get your lips done or your cheeks done or get something done with hyaluronic acid and let's just say you know you didn't like it or you felt like it was too much or you felt you know you didn't feel good you could you could you could reverse it. And um, I do think that's very important because, um, yeah. you know, I think when you're young and you're making decisions, you know, sometimes you don't want those decisions to stay with you for too yeah. long. Or sometimes <laughs> you want to change your mind. Yeah. So, I think, um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, that's why I feel like these, these treatments are relatively, you know, easy to undertake and easy to, um, you know, sort of live with and, and, you know, sort of under, you know, it's, it's nothing permanent. So yeah. Yeah. I
0: think we're only really seeing it continue. I, I do feel, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about this is what you guys do at, yeah. at Alchemy Forty Three? is sure. it's, it's not normalizing because that sounds negative, but yes. it's just becoming more common and yeah, it's just becoming, yes. yeah, it's a beauty treatment now. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. that's how you guys present uh, what you offer, absolutely. Is, at least with that beauty experience, but making sure people are aware of the seriousness of what they're doing.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's sort of my vision for it was really taking it out of, you know, I didn't, I, I I always sort of thought it was strange that it was something that we were doing to look and feel our best. It was a be- it was really a beauty a beauty procedure or a beauty service that we were undertaking, but it was treated like a medical procedure. I mean, you were sitting in a waiting room next to a sick person or, a, you know, a surgical patient, and, and this was a, a beauty treatment. And so why shouldn't it be celebrated in the same way, and why shouldn't you be celebrated in the same way that you would if you were going to buy a beautiful skincare product or you were going to get a facial or just something that really, you know, I mean, those are all rooted in the same thing. You're, 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 you're empowered by, by taking care of yourself and you're doing something nice for yourself. So why shouldn't it be treated like that versus, you know, feeling like you're sick? you know and you're needing to be you know treated as a medical patient so i think that yes when you're in the treatment chair it's very important and we are very diligent about making sure that it's a very medical experience when you're in the chair Uh, but everything else about the experience of coming to us feels incredibly like self-care like celebratory and fun and happy and i mean this is this is self-care at its best
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so can you tell us a little bit about which treatments you offer here
1: Sure. Absolutely. So we call we coin all of our treatments as micro treatments. We call them micro treatments. And basically that includes, um, the, the, the scope of cosmetic injectables. So we, um, offer, we do, um, a treatment called hello bright eyes, which includes Botox or Dysport, um, which are, you know, some of the common neuromodulators on the market. And you can, you can quote me on neuromodulators. I think it's a fun <laughs> word to say, but that's what, that's one of the, Give terms me the that chills. We, just, we yes, love it. <laughs> neuromodulators. Yes. It's amazing. And, um, so that's hello bright eyes. Um, and then we do a treatment called well-rounded, which is my favorite. It's a cheek treatment. Cheeks are my favorite thing to augment and highlight. Um, and, and, I guess important to mention too, all of our treatments and all of our menu of services, everything is rooted in enhancement and amplification. So it's not about fixing or improving or transforming or anti-aging. We hate those words. It's, it's, it's not about that. It's about taking something that's already beautiful and just popping it a little bit or, you know, adding a little bit of zest to it. It's really, you know, sprinkling a little bit of Botox and softening the skin around the eyes is not changing somebody's fundamental beauty um we're very very like positive in our approach we're never about breaking somebody down to build them back up you know we're not about um you know we're not about fixing. We're just about enhancing, and so we, we we build that into the experience in every step of the in every step of the process. So, hello, bright eyes is the you know the eye treatment. Um, well-rounded is the cheek treatment. Um, High-profile is the lower face, so the chin, the jaw, and the um, the area under the chin. So we use a product called Kybella for that. Um, we have a product called, or I'm sorry, a service called Smooth Talker, which addresses the lines and the area around the mouth. And then, of course, the lips, which as we know is a very popular treatment, <laughs> yes. um, and that one's called Perfect Pout.
0: Okay. wow. Wow, yeah, Um, that's that's a fair amount. Yes, that's a good amount. Yeah, it's a handful. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you it would seem have a really entrepreneurial spirit. Feel that you were super passionate about what you're working on. So, what would be your advice uh, to women who were looking to make a business move?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's definitely. I I think that um, if you have that internal drive or you have that or you have that idea or that question mark or you just feel like you're you know it's there's something that you want to pursue I think you absolutely owe it to yourself and you absolutely owe it to the world to pursue that thing um I can say that you know like anything in life that's worth having it's not easy it's definitely you know difficult and it's definitely like a a road that's, you know, full of obstacles, but it's so worth it. I mean, when it's yours, it's worth it every step of the way. And, you know, I think it will test you in ways that you've never been tested before. Um, But, you know, I, I think that if you are you know, if you have that in you and you don't pursue it, that, that worries me more, if that makes sense. So it's like, you know, you I think you have to go down the path and you have to try it and you'll never regret, you know, you'll never regret going for it. And truthfully, it like, it, you know, people always use that word luck. And I have a really strong aversion to the word luck. Um, I don't think luck is a part of any of this. I think it's just pure hard work and determination, like it really is. I think if you are committed to something, you will find a way to make, the, make this work. And I've said to myself numerous times throughout this process, I mean, I started, I opened the first store in May of 2016, so we're a couple of years in now. And prior to that, I worked on it for about a year and a half. So I've been in it for a while now. And there's been multiple times when you, know, you have those dark moments and you're like, should I be doing this? Is this the right path? This is, seems like it's too hard. And you, know, you, you sort of, I mean, you're not human if you don't have those moments, right? But I think that, um, the reality is, is you just, you just dig in and you work hard and you get there. And you know, what I've had to say to myself and what I've said to people along the way multiple times is this will not fail because I won't let it. (laughs) And like, it literally will not fail because I will not let it. I will do every single thing that I have to do to make this thing be successful. And I think that you just have to go in with that, um, with that like mindset. And also I think it's really important. And I've heard people say this before, and I think it's absolutely true is you can't have a plan B like there's no plan B. There's, there's, the, there's this. Yeah. This is going to happen. Um, certainly, there might be ways that this changes or your vision changes for what you're doing. But at the end of the day, like, there's no backup plan. You yeah. you do this and you make this work. Excellent. So. Yeah, it's
0: really interesting. We 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 get that a lot. We hear either there is no plan B. Or you need to have Plan B, C, and D. Really? Uh, yeah, Interesting. both sides okay. of it. But I, I'm very much on your side because yep. I just, I'm too lazy to come up with a second plan. Yeah. Quite frankly, so you guys. I know I gotta use all that listening. energy on Plan A. Yeah, plan exactly. A needs all of me. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Like the rest of my energy is reserved for sitting exactly. and watching
1: Netflix. Right. And that takes a lot. And that's really a very intensive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: much more than you would think these days. <laughs> right. And then you have to choose which wine. I mean, it's oh, just a whole thing. It's, it's really
1: hectic. It's really chaotic. Thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's
1: next for Alchemy Forty Three? You have your outpost in LA. Yes. We're growing. Yeah. Yes, we're doing national expansion. So, yeah, so basically we've got four locations here in LA, and we are going to New York at the end of this year end of this year, early next year. Um, so we will be a national national um, brand by the, end of, oh, by the end of 2019 or 18, early 19. And, you know, the goal for the brand is 50 stores US. I mean, we are really focused on that number. We want to, we really want to own this category in general. We want to be the place that people think of when they think of getting these injectables done. And we know that that's a, you know, a bold undertaking for sure. It's not like I'm, you know, sort of saying that with, with, with lightly. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying that with a lot of, you know, I know that there's going to be a lot of work involved in that, but I think we're, we're, we're up for it. And it's, you know, it's about education. It's about really becoming that credible brand that people trust and that we deliver really consistent, really amazing world-class customer service, amazing outcomes, the best providers, you know, in the in the business. And um, we're developing a national training program called Alchemy Academy that's really going to be this, like, training outpost for um, for people that want to become, you know, experts in the field. And, you know, initially it'll be just for people for us, you know, for our company interests, but I think, you know, down the line, I could see it being something that we offer to anyone in the industry. Um, and I think that that's going to be a really positive kind of force for us. Um, and obviously a product line is also part of the plan. Very excited about that. I'm, I'm an absolute product and beauty, um, junkie, as, as I'm sure we all are. Um, <laughs> Just a little. Yes, obsessed. So I'm really excited to launch our own line of products that are you know, designed to sort of complement the treatments that we do, but that are also great to be used on an ongoing basis. Well,
0: that was going to be my next question yeah. uh, about your favorite products
1: because I yes. got the feeling you oh, were yeah. a bit of a fan. Yes, so. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> um, so favorite products. Gosh, how do I narrow that one down? So um, <laughs> what, are we talking skincare? We're we talking. It's
0: the hardest question. I am very uh, precisely going to need to know what eyeliner you're using because okay. it's exceptional. I, Thank you. You You can't see
1: it, but it is. I'm obsessed with um, (laughs) eyeliner. So that on the top, I have the Tom Ford. It's the two sided Tom Ford black eyeliner. It's the best one I've ever used. It is not cheap. It's $60, but I swear to God, it lasts like a year and it absolutely like, you cannot mess it up. It like, there's two sides. There's, it's two, like two tips and one is really skinny and one's a little bit longer. And you literally, it allows you to have flawless application every time you can get really close to the lash line. So you need that. And then I, um, I'm i very in, okay, so in terms of color for eyeliner on the bottom, I love red brown. So anyone who has green or blue eyes uh, benefits from a brown that has red in it because it makes the, it pops the color of your eye. So I'm always, my, one of my best friends is a makeup artist and we always are on the search for this perfect red brown color. And every time we find one, it goes out of, like it goes out of production <laughs> and we're so sad about it. Right now there's one, Mark Jacobs makes one called Brownie yeah. and it's this perfect red brown color I'm obsessed with. So that's a really good one. Um, there's also one that I'm obsessed with from Pat McGrath, and it's I think it's called Dark Coffee or Black Coffee. It's also it has a, just a tinge of red to it, and it stays on beautifully. It glides onto the waterline perfectly. Yeah. So I'm obsessed with eyeliner. I'm obsessed with that. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. Um, and then in terms of um, skincare, there's a couple products I'm obsessed with right now. Um, I love the SK1 that beauty serum. I okay. think that product's amazing. And yeah. um, that like it's like a toner slash I don't know it's I'm, an essence like, type thing. Essence Exactly. Yeah. I think they call it an essence, yeah. and it has really made a difference for my skin. Um, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm an eye eye cream junkie as well. And my favorite one that I've ever come across, and I keep trying to find something else. You know, I'm I'm always looking for the next best thing. (laughs) But um, the SkinCeuticals AGE Eye Complex. Uh, It's honestly like just butter. And it just, I feel like my eye area has never looked cleaner, smoother. It's an
0: exceptional brand. It really is. Everything they make is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I'm very into medically effective products, like products that actually have like that clinical benefit, especially when I'm trying to do something specific for, you know, my skin. So I love that. And then I'm also loving the um, the Tatcha... cleansing oil right now as well
0: oh cool so, yeah yeah a little bit of toucher nice. yeah I it's love it. it
1: smells beautiful and it the does it's gorgeous it's gorgeous it
0: never hurts yeah yeah well thank you so much we really appreciate it my pleasure thanks like for having me we're always blowing the down with the patriarchy horn of on course. full coverage and of I do course. I mean I've talked about this and I know everyone's gonna say Lindsay stop talking about it again but I feel very strongly as someone that has had Botox yeah. and uses fillers. I feel like it is very much society that says we can't have it. It's not odds that say we can't Absolutely. have it. Absolutely. And so, I think the times are changing. Yeah. I really
1: do. And, you know, I think, you know, we want to just provide a place that is a happy, as a happy environment for it and, and educate people and just tell them the truth, you know, tell them the truth about there you it. Go. So. And you're at the forefront of that. So yes. we have
0: to thank you. Well, thank you for having me. No, thank you very much for of being course. here. I
1: appreciate it. Thanks.
0: So first things first, I, as you can tell, loved Nikki, total boss, awesome eyeliner. Uh, and I think really doing one of those things um, that people think, and when, but you know, when someone comes up with a good idea and people say, oh, I wish I thought of that first, uh, regardless of how you personally feel about injectables and aesthetics, it is one of those ideas where you're like, oh, this makes perfect sense, like a dry bar, but for aesthetics, and um, And, you know, like we've talked about this a ton, about how things are changing with aesthetics and how they're becoming more available and whether or not that's a good thing and whether it's an age-generational thing that in 10 years from now, people won't even think twice about getting it. And God knows you don't need to hear me bang on about my down with the patriarchy and whether or not, getting aesthetics, aesthetic work done is playing into the patriarchal structure or fighting against patriarchal structure that, it, I mean quite frankly it's late in the evening when I'm recording this and I'm wearing a Care Bear onesie and Harry's not here to talk me down so we'll talk about that another time uh, but I think Nikki's a great person I really enjoyed talking to her and Alchemy's a lovely place so what I wanted to talk about um, from a completely neutral standpoint on whether or not you are for or against injectables this is my experience from when i went into alchemy 43 i went to the beverly hills location um, i've also seen the west hollywood location and uh, there's another one in fairfax melrose area and um, there's a couple more but i've seen three of them they're lovely inside they're very instagram friendly it's all very cute and um, lots of pl- lots of neon lots of um, spots to take a selfie big fan of the interiors it, it's been done really well Um, Now, they do allow walk-ins. I wouldn't say they encourage it, but it's like, hey, you want to get something done, pop in. Um, Because, you know, while I'm all for this, because I think it should just ultimately be down to choice, I do think you need to think about this before you do it, because you are having a procedure done, albeit a small, relatively reversible or non-permanent one. Um, but mainly, you know, you go in and even if you just walk in and say, Hey, I want to do something, they're going to do a consultation first. So that's what happened to me. I sat down with Casey. Um, he has been in the industry for 10 years. One way or another, working with aesthetics, Um, we talked about what I would like to change about my appearance. We talked about what was possible. We talked about what they offered there. We talked about Botox. We talked about filler. Um, We talked about Kybella, which is a new um, option as an injectable that actually Dissolves fat cells. <laughs> um, sounds magical, but it's only FDA cleared for small areas. Um, and some, I, I do know actually a couple of friends who have had it in the area under their chin. They have like a little fat pouch there. Um, and that dieting is not going to shift or changing your eating and exercise, whatever. Um, and then Kybella is an option for that. Uh, I didn't want that. And also we then established that any pouch under my skin is uh, under my chin is loose skin. So that was flattering. Um, but they're very honest and I respected that. Uh so we talked about the options after that we took a photograph um Casey took th- three or four photos of my face which is then compiled into a 360 composite of your face which they show you on a screen and quite frankly you look like a giant bald baby because it doesn't include your hair so it's not flattering uh, but it was it was interesting to see your face in that way. Um, some people, I think, would find that difficult. Some people might not enjoy seeing that. You might not have a thick enough skin to be like, look, I look like a giant baby. Um, but it was interesting for me because I knew what I was going into. Uh, then after that, we talked about what they could do. They then did um, some work on the giant baby head photograph of what I might look like if I went ahead with what they had suggested. Um, the things they suggested for me were um, un- a little bit of under eye filler and then um, pretty much just Botox. And um, they I, they said I could, could do filler in my uh, nasolabial folds, which are your sort of marionette lines that run, or marionette lines, but the, the lines that run from your um, nose down to the sides of your mouth. Um, and they were Casey's suggestions. So after we had talked about that, he then brought in Odessa, who was the injector, um, who was, um, I can't remember exactly what her qualification was, but I'll get on to that. So Odessa then went over what Casey had suggested. She said that she wouldn't do the filler in the lines around my nose and mouth because they're very, very faint and it wasn't worth it. She said she would be prepared to do the filler under my eyes, which was interesting because another person had told me that they wouldn't do that. The person I see for my um, lip filler had told me she didn't think I needed that. So there's always going to be differing opinions in these places. I, I, I wasn't especially put off. They weren't hard selling it. They were just saying this is something you could do. Um, in the end, I did get my Botox done because it's been more than eight months since I had had any Botox. So I had between my eyebrows done. I had a little bit uh, on the edges of my brows to lift up um, my eyelids because they're a little bit saggy skinned too. Um, and then for the first time, I had Botox in my chin. And um, on either side of my mouth, like just under my mouth or parallel to my chin, um, which helps sort of lift the corners of your mouth. Because I do have resting bitch face and I'm fine with it because I am a resting bitch. Uh, But it was interesting to see what they could do. And it stops your chin from puckering. So if you like do a frowny face and your chin puckers up, um, apparently as you get older, that just becomes more permanent. I don't know. Um, but I actually really like the effect. I think it has sort of refreshed that area, and it feels great, looks great. So I'm pleased that I had that done. Um, I didn't feel like there was any heavy selling. I didn't feel like they were pushing with me. I thought it was interesting that there was a difference of opinion between um, Casey, Odessa, and my regular injector that I see for my lip filler and who's done my Botox before. Um, But as they say, I didn't feel heavily sold but then I also went in very much knowing my boundaries and knowing what I wanted after I had had both consultations um alchemy have uh registered nurses and doctors on staff but they don't have them in every location. So what they do before they will do any procedure, a obviously you fill in a ton of forms. They give you a ton of information. Everything's be- even though it's gorgeous, it's also like very much a practicing exam room. Like you know everything's clean, everything's sterile, everything's fresh. Um, and then I spoke with a register. I believe it was a registered nurse or a doctor's assistant. I can't remember. Um, but a real person in a hospital um, over Skype <laughs> um, before I had my procedure, and I answered her questions. We talked about medications I might be on. We talked about what um, the aftercare would be. We talked about what the potential side effects. Which you know, if you live in America and you've ever seen a commercial here, you'll know that that's that's real. Um, so I felt like things were done very well. I was felt very safe and secure in what I was having done. Um, the injections themselves, Odessa was incredible. They were, not, they were the least painful, and I don't find Botox painful, but it was the least uncomfortable Botox I've ever had. So I was super impressed at that, um, and she was very, very quick, and I wasn't bleeding at all. I didn't have any bleeding, didn't really have any swelling at all. I drove home, and when I got home, I couldn't even see where I'd had it done um they called the next day to see if I was okay and we also made a follow-up appointment to check in after two weeks um, and I got reminders for that follow-up appointment so all in all my experience was excellent uh I did think it was great I do think it's going to be an interesting concept to see if it rolls out and how it develops I'm I'm so fascinated by the idea of aesthetics and how it's going to grow and change you know, I we saw all this stuff that the boots, the oh, no, Superdrug, sorry, Superdrug was going to be having Botox counters in store from next year, I think. So, I mean, that's fascinating. And if that's not a sign of the times, I don't know what is. Regardless of how you feel about it, like that's a thing that's happening, right? Like that's a thing. Um, and also, just one other thing I want to mention because people might ask: Yes, I did see that story in the news about the girl who had lip filler and then her lip swelled up to monstrous proportions what i will say to that is a there's always a risk of allergic reaction they tell you that you know that going in you should know that going in if you go somewhere decent they're going to tell you that um also the issue there i think is the lady in question had the filler at a botox party in the article i read about it that was sent to me it was a botox party now people The one thing we always tell you and the one thing we will always just try and reinforce every time we talk about aesthetics is do your research. Go somewhere reputable and only, only, only do this after much consideration, after talking it through and with someone that you absolutely 100% put your trust into. At the end of the day, whether you feel good or bad about it, it is needles in your face. You are injecting foreign substances into your face. So this is not something to be done lightly and it is not something to be done at a party. Don't get piercings at festivals. My friend had his nipple done and his nipple fell off. You don't do it. Don't get piercings at festivals. Don't get tattoos at festivals or parties or convention centers or wherever the bloody hell they do. They do tattoos everywhere these days. One of my friends got one done at a cinema and I was it's turned out okay, but I was like, mate, no. Uh, and don't get... Any injections done anywhere but a licensed, l- legitimate, real place. There's so many places, and if you just do a little bit of research, you'll be fine. If you're in LA, if you're in New York, once uh, it's open in New York, you can go to Alchemy 43 and have a chat with them. I think the best thing to always keep in mind is A, research, B, be prepared. You know, like you might not like what they have to say. You might be offended by it. They are only doing their job. If you go into one of these places and say, hey, what can I do to my face? Thinking, oh, I just want a little bit of lip filler. They might say, hey, well, we can do Botox that would lift that brow because one brow is lower than the other. Or, hey, you have a little bit of a double chin that we could melt with Kybella. They're not saying it to be mean. Nine times out of 10, one person will be because one person's always an arsehole, right? Um, nine times out of 10, they're just doing their job, telling you what they could possibly do. If you think of it as... I mean, a pretentious metaphor would be an artist (laughs) and say like they want to play with all their paints. They want to make a painting with every paint available to them. But if you think of it as a mechanic, they want to use all their tools. You know, like if you say to someone, what could I do? They're going to tell you what you could do. They're not going to tell you the one thing you could do. They're going to tell you all your options. Don't take it personally. If you don't feel like you would be comfortable hearing something like, oh, well, you've got, you know, crow's feet and we could help you with that then don't go um, or just go and say I'm only interested in this one thing please tell me about this one thing so do your research be prepared basically it's like joining brownies but with needles uh, so yeah that that's <laughs> Lindsay's experience with Alchemy Forty Three. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Nikki. I genuinely, genuinely love talking to her, and I genuinely, genuinely went out and bought that eyeliner the next day. Um, so it was a it was a win win for me, quite frankly. Uh, and I really hope we'll have her on again, um, and we can talk to her as Alchemy goes on to world domination. But let us know, as ever, we're always fascinated to hear your opinion. This is such a hot-button topic that changes all the time. People's opinions are changing every day because the world of aesthetics is changing every day. So definitely let us know if you have any thoughts. Either way, we'd love to hear from you at Full Coverage Pod on Instagram, Twitter, You can talk to us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fullcoveragepodcast. Click that top link when you get to the Facebook page and join the beauty banter group. That's where all the banter is happening. If you can't see it on the Facebook page, it's because it's happening in the banter group. Get yourself in. Uh, And you can, of course, always email us, hello at fullcoveragepodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. That's it for this mini episode. Ended up not being that mini because I love a chat. Um, (laughs) Next week, we'll be back on christmas day with our next episode and then we have a couple of extra mini surprises set up just for you uh so we will speak to you then have a very lovely week and that's it for now bye
1: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen